Hello and welcome to the Strike a Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte Jones. I'm a homeschool coach and homeschooling mom of twin boys. I know it can feel really overwhelming to keep all the balls in the air all the time. So each week I chat about tips and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom that you can implement in your life too. I also speak to awesome and inspiring women who manage to juggle homeschooling and work successfully and find out what their secrets are. Be sure to check out my Working Homeschool Mom Time Audit and Mindset Challenge in the show notes and sign up to my newsletter for lots of cool homeschool freebies. And if you ever need to chat, please book in a session with me. I'm so excited for you to be here and I hope you'll get so much value out of this episode. So let's get started. So today I'm very excited to be talking to Camille Kirksey, who is an author, homeschool coach, and the CEO of the digital media company, Intuitive Media. She also makes the funniest reels on Instagram. Welcome to the podcast, Camille. I'm so happy to have this opportunity to chat to you today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So before we get started, I want to ask you a question that I love because I think it really makes you think. So if you were to publish your autobiography today, what would be the title and why? Hmm. I think it would be something along the lines of, uh, like, is it me or I'm just saying? Um, Because I always find myself in these places of, like, thinking something and it seems to be the complete opposite (laughs) of everybody else. And um, I'm always kind of checking in to people like, is it me that things like this or sees things like this? Or, you know, I end up telling the truth that a lot of people think but may not say out loud or can't really articulate. And so, you know, the I'm just saying is something I end up saying a lot because it's like, well, you know, if nobody else wants to say it, then I'll be the one to say it. I'm OK with that. So probably either one of those would be that either, either one of those would fit me really well. Awesome. It sounds like taking your own path, which I think is really, really important in this life. And maybe you could tell us a little bit more about yourself. So I am a mom, excuse me, of three. Uh, My oldest is 14. Then I have a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. I've been married for almost 20 years, which is just crazy to me because I don't feel like I'm old enough to be married that long. Um, I live in Detroit, Michigan, where people don't seem to think homeschoolers reside, but I guarantee you there are a bunch of us um, in the city and and surrounding areas. Um, I've been homeschooling for, this is year nine. Um, I started when my oldest was five, and um, we've just kept going every year. It just just really works for us. Um, I'm also an author. Like you mentioned, I wrote my first book um, called Coming Home in 2020. Um, And it was originally made for uh, new homeschool moms, but it kind of turned into every homeschool mom at every stage seemed to get something out of it, um, which was exciting and like, wow, I I just didn't expect that. Um, And like you said, I am a real monster. I love doing reels on Instagram. It's um, something that really helps me express myself. And I always say that what actually goes on in my head just to myself is what I get to express on reels, um, which is really fun because even my parents are like, I didn't know you were this funny or this, you know, dramatic or whatever. Uh, Cause I just never found a, 
a way that wasn't awkward to express like all the silly, crazy stuff that goes on in my head. Um, and lastly, I am um, a digital creator. So not only do I do reels, but um, I'm creating my first homeschool course for beginners, as well as some other fun things that are coming in the pipeline. So um, I'm a pretty busy person, um, but I also love to just have real, have a lot of fun and, and not take life too, too seriously. And how long have you been a working homeschool mom specifically? And what made you choose to take this path? So I would say um, I have always been a working homeschool mom at some level. Um, when we first started homeschooling, I was working outside of the home um, at a corporation where I, at that point, I was working um, some days at home and some days at the office. So I had little, so it, it, it wasn't too much homeschooling uh, required during the day. So I could kind of work it out. Um, but then when my daughter was born, my seven-year-old, it turned into, um, I wanted to do more. So that's probably, let's see. So 2020 was probably when I officially started uh, my digital media company, but I have been blogging since 2014 um, and doing YouTube here and there. Um, I, I would call it more than a hobby, but um, yeah, I've kind of just always done it our whole, our whole time. But in the last couple of years, it really got um, really serious as far as calling myself a, a mompreneur and really having to balance um, a, 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 a bigger workload um, that I had ever done outside of just homeschooling and taking care of the house and things like that. And what does your schedule look like roughly, sort of daily and kind of throughout the year as well? Uh, so for homeschooling or just in general, like how I do, how I fit everything in there? Homeschooling and I guess in general. <laughs> well, I just want to be specific because, you know, with homeschooling, people like to know, like, how do you do it? And I just want to be clear. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm just generally a, a really organized person. Um, ideally, I would love to uh, like have a schedule, like a timed blocks kind of schedule. Uh, that's kind of how I work. I like to get up early and, and you know, be at it, but that's not my reality. So um, how my days normally go is that I usually am the first one up um, and I try to do um, maybe emails and a few emails, not too many emails and um, just some like working on my course. Um, I use like my timer a lot to make sure I'm on, on task. I'll give myself, you know, 30 minutes here to do this and an hour to do this or whatever. Um, so that's kind of how I start my day, just getting in the mode of I want to get some of the things that are important to me and my, my work done first. Um, then the kids start waking up and I move into mom mode and um, we start school about 10 o'clock around and uh, we do that four times a week. So after school, school takes probably about a couple hours now because with spring and summer session, we do a little bit less. Um, and then pretty much I have the rest of the day to myself for the most part. Sometimes the kids have classes, um, but most of the time that's kind of when I'm able to maybe write a blog post or do like interviews like this or um, do batch recording for reels. And, you know, I kind of just try to go with the flow, but still have my priorities in place. 
Um, I actually have a app, an app that I use that's a habit app that helps me track the, the habits that I want to track. And I'm able to check off if I did it, if I didn't do it and, and give some insight. So um, I can make sure that I'm, you know, taking care of the things that are important to me personally, as well as the business and, and you know, homeschool and the, and the kids and the house and everything else. So that's generally how my day goes is really, you know, go with the flow, laid back, but there's still some structure there. I think it's quite important for new homeschoolers to realize that they don't actually have to homeschool for eight hours a day. I think a lot of them feel that, especially if they started out at public school. Oh, yeah, that that's just setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment. Um, and even truthfully, teachers will tell you, and if we really think about it, we weren't you know, quote unquote, learning for eight hours in school either. There was a lot of breaks here and there, you know, between classes and other types of classes. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into school, of course, but they, there's a lot of um, access that is, or excess, excuse me, that are that's in school that you can just remove from homeschool and you can find your own rhythm and pace. So yeah, don't, don't feel like you have to jump in and do, most most homeschoolers don't do, you know, four or five, six hours a day. Like most of us don't. Um, so, yeah, don't feel like you have to do that. That's unrealistic. Sure, absolutely. And I also feel like not the quality, but I guess the, the more one-on-one or one-to-two kind of tuition or learning that kids get is also almost more effective, I think, rather than being in a really big class. Oh, absolutely. Um, you can tail- tailor it to the kids and, you know, whatever works for them and whatever works for you, too. I, I always like to remind parents that they are very much a part of this journey and this process. So don't discount, um, you know, what works for them, too. If you're somebody who doesn't really like for me, I mean, <laughs> I actually made a reel about it not too long ago about reading aloud is not really my jam. I don't really like that. I'll do it because, you know, kids are little and they can't. But it's not really my thing. So, you know, you probably don't want to pick a literature based program if you're not really into books and into reading aloud and, you know, all the things that people think homeschoolers, all of us do. So, yeah, you got to just find your your rhythm and find what works for you and the kids um, because everybody's part of the day. So you don't want to, you know, build up resentment or be stressed out um, because you're trying to do too much that doesn't work, you know. Sure, absolutely. And what does your kind of yearly schedule look like in terms of taking breaks, summer, things like that? So um, I mentioned before, we do four days a week. Now we are whole, we are um, year-round homeschoolers. So I don't have set breaks. And that's something I, I found that uh, works for us best, which is very different than most homeschoolers. Um, most most of the ones that I know do like a six weeks on or five weeks on and one week off where they take for breaks. Um, but I found that with my kids, they need the routine and the structure um, long term. And this may change as they get older, but just right now, they really don't need breaks. And um, when I started out, probably the first five or six years, I actually used the, that time off, quote unquote, because a lot of us aren't taking time off, <laughs> even though we call it a break. Um, but I use that week off to plan for the next six weeks. 
Uh, but now I follow a more seasonal homeschool schedule. It's, it's a better rhythm attuned with the seasons because we experience all four seasons here in Michigan. Um, so like in the fall and summer, I'm sorry, fall and winter, we're doing a little bit more academic based work because we are in the house a little bit more, not too much more, but a little bit more. Um, so we're a little, we're more heavy in, in the cooler months here and like now spring and summer, we only have a couple right now. We only have two subjects that I'm well, three, three subjects that I'm like, okay, this is all we're doing. Um, and then we're, we're out and about for the rest of the, of the day. So even though we go year round, I don't have any set breaks. I mean, normally around Christmas, we'll take like, you know, three weeks off or something, but I kind of just feel it out to see, okay, do we need a break? Do we need a day or two or do we need weeks off? You know, if, especially if I have something work related going on, um, we may take a week off that, you know, isn't planned, but I need it because I have other stuff going on. So I kind of just try to follow the rhythm and my kids work better like that because they actually, I, I wouldn't say they like, you know, doing their work every day, but I think it just gives them more security and structure when they know that, you know, school is part of the the day. Um, and then, you know, like every day is the same day for them. Whereas when we took breaks, it was it was just kind of chaotic and coming back from it was just so it was just such a big ordeal. So I was like, we're just going to stop it and just see how it goes. So that's that's been working for us for the past probably six months or so. Just taking a break when we need it, but nothing scheduled. Absolutely. We do exactly the same. And I think it, it just gives you that flexibility to say, OK, you know, today we're just not homeschooling and that's okay because we've homeschooled for, I don't know, all the other days of the, <laughs> exactly. of the year. Yes. Yes. And what would you say is your absolute favorite homeschooling resource and why? Um, I would say life is my, <laughs> is my favorite resource. Um, I, I just really believe in this process of unfolding and, 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 you know, evolving as people. And I extend that to my kids. So, um, you know, we have our core things that we do and I use workbooks and whatever, but I just kind of use life as inspiration. Um, and I just know when to shift and stop and start, you know, I just, I just follow the rhythm of our life. And that's what I love so much about homeschooling. Cause like you mentioned, it's the flexibility and we can personalize it to what works for us. But a lot of it just comes from whatever's going on, because I always say my job <laughs> that I end up like realizing is that I'm just trying to keep up with my kids. I'm not trying to necessarily lead them um, or even guide them, especially as they get older. I'm here. I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a co-pilot. You know, I'm a co-creator of, of their educational or life journey. So whatever life brings, we kind of just roll with it. And I think um, doing that has really helped them really be adaptable to all types of situations. Uh, we've had power outages for, you know, almost a week and they were just go with the flow or, you know, if something happened, you know, whatever, they're just really adaptable. And I think that comes from just following what life brings and not trying to force anything, you know. So, yeah, I would say life is probably the thing that inspires me the most when it comes to homeschooling. And I think also, I guess, all the life skills that you can learn, which I would I would say that kids maybe miss out a little bit on when they're at public school. 
So they're just surrounded by all the things that they need to learn, like to be a a decent human being. Absolutely. And even academic wise, um, I was just telling my mom that my daughter, she's seven, but she has some developmental delays. And I know homeschooling is helping her because, you know, at seven, there are certain expectations in school. Of course, you have to read and write. And she's doing that a little bit. But I'm like the progress that she makes on her own. And the observations she makes, like we were talking, she just told me random, you know, Lee, about, uh, you know, the, the process of a caterpillar going to a butterfly. Now, that's not something we've studied or, you know, had a unit study about, um, you know, of course, it's been mentioned, but we were, I was just out in the garden and she just told me, you know, like, cause she connected what was going on in the garden and she was looking and it's like, those are those moments where it's like, even though we didn't have to read about it or have a set plan to study it per se, um, she gets it. And so when you're out living life, as we adults do all the time, there's just tons of lessons um, that can roll into academics as well. So, you know, I, I'm always somebody who says, I'm I'm the one like, let's skip the book work to go and hang out at the park or go on a field trip. You know, I I would gladly put that above because I see with my kids personally, they're just more attuned to what's going on and they um, they just absorb it better when they're part of the process, part of the experience. Um, I just I just see it as being very valuable. So, yeah, it's it's life skills for sure. But all of it, all of it, you know, it helps, you know, it matters. Yes, absolutely. And I think especially in this day and age, all those kinds of things are so, so very important. So I think most homeschoolers have gone through tough times. Uh, I'm hazarding a guess that you have also in terms of like wanting to quit homeschooling. Oh, yeah. Um, and how did you get through? How did you get through a time like that? Um, so for 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 sure. Um, there have been plenty of times, um, I've wanted to quit, um, earlier on, not so much now. Um, now I feel pretty confident and and secure in it, but probably around year five. And that was kind of the turning point for me, um, as far as becoming a working, you know, mompreneur per se, that, uh, I had really, I don't know what came over me, but I said, okay, we're about to plan this year. And so I'm going to have everything mapped out. I have all the videos we're going to watch and the curricula we're going to use and field trips we're going to see. I had everything laid out. I was so excited because that's my nature. I want to just plan and, you know, have everything, my ducks in a row. And I started it and it it was just the biggest bust ever. It was the worst experience ever. And I called schools. I had a school lined up. I had a, a visit that we were going to do um, because I was like, this, I'm just, this is just not what I'm supposed to do. You know, my kids hated whatever I had. going. Ironically, I think it was about butterflies. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I think it was about like migration of the uh, monarch or something. They hated, they hated it. They hated all of it. And, um, so I felt like a failure and I was very, I was becoming resentful, you know, and I was burning out. Um, and that was actually my turning point for me to remember that this is not about academics or about these plans, these grand plans I have. Um, this is about living life with my kids. This is about living this lifestyle um, that I really wanted to embrace, but I just was holding on to so much of what I thought it should look like from school, you know, personal experience and just in the homeschool community, like this vision of what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and all of it came to a head and I said, okay, 
if I'm not going to send the kids to school, I'm going to have to do this differently. And it has to come from me. It's nothing about them. It's not them. It's me. Um, so at that point, I just I just was able to just release all these blocks that were holding me back from being my authentic self. And I think from there, that's where I started actually gaining followers and doing better on social media because I just started being honest and real and saying, hey, I want to quit. That's normal. You know, or I don't know what to do most of the time. That's normal. So the more authentic I became, the softer I, I became and the more I could lean into the experience and understand what what homeschooling really is about. Um, and yeah, so I just used it was just a transformative experience in, in the lowest point to come out of that to to end up here, um, helping other homeschool facilitators do do their homeschool authentically too. It's just, it was just a real, it felt like a breakdown, but it was just a setup, you know, for, for me to get to where I am now. So I'm really grateful for that. And I actually tell my kids that, you know, it's those moments that are the hardest that'll leave you really shaken. Um, but it's really waking you up to the, the next possibility of what's next. Um, and so that, that was my experience. It, it was one of the best things that really helped me re like course correct, um, my own journey. And, and since then, my, like I've thrived and my kids have thrived even more than, <laughs> than what my whole grand plan was beforehand. And that actually brings me really beautifully to my next question, which is, um, how important do you think mindset is for being a successful working homeschool mom? Oh, it's, it's everything. It's everything. It absolutely is everything. Um, and that's uh, some of my book discusses the mind, um, I, I would talk about the heart and the mind and the home in, the, in my book, but uh, mindset is so key. And, you know, people say de-schooling is, is the key to, you know, I guess allowing your mind, mindset to change. Um, but a lot of people speak of it as if it's a one-time deal. Like, oh, you know, for every month, um, you know, the key, or year the kids were in school, that's a month. Or, you know, they act like it's a finite experience. But de-schooling is a lifetime experience as far as I'm concerned, especially with homeschooling because it highlights um, so much. Um, so yeah, mindset is is a big, big deal. Um, and it's, I actually call myself a mindset coach for homeschoolers um, because I, I like to take the focus off the kids and center the parent or the facilitator um, because they drive the energy and the experience of the homeschool um, that they're creating. So if their their mindset is limited, their thoughts are limited, um, then their kids are going to be limited, no matter how much they want them to be free. Um, so it's, it can be hard to realize that a lot of it does begin and end with you. But once you embrace it and have a support team and even a coach, if you need it, um, to help you break through those blocks and really just ask you basic questions um, <laughs> that people seem to skip over, um, then, you know, you're able to unlock, unleash this, this power um, that's in you and really embrace the, the, um, the journey. And I, I've seen people really turn around um, everything. Their kids are, it's like everything, everybody comes together once uh, that mindset is, that growth mindset, I guess, is uh, in place. So yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's everything. It sets the tone. And I think it's also just, it, Gives, shows you the potential of what homeschooling can be as well. Because I think as homeschoolers, we have 
the potential to do such amazing things with our children. And sometimes people are so locked into that school mentality. And for me, it's such a shame always. So I'm like, free your mind. There's so much you can do. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, you know, I was speaking about this on, a, on an interview yesterday about um, school trauma. Like, and, and there's other forms of trauma, of course, but some people have school trauma. They have, you know, trauma that they're carrying from school or these, you know, negative thought patterns that come directly from school. Um, that, you know, I, I gave the example of, I thought I was up, up until homeschooling, actually, I thought I was bad at math. I just thought I was a, wasn't a numbers person. Um, and I, that I know exactly when that happened in school, it started in seventh grade. And, and I think I've read reports where seventh grade is where you saw, you start to see the decline of girls in particular, um, in math. And it, it has to be by design. Cause I don't know how it would be narrowed down to the same grade. I felt it. Um, it's like I lost confidence. I didn't, I, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't a math person. I wasn't a numbers person in my mind. So when it came to homeschooling, that's one of the things that people are scared of too, whatever they weren't good at, you know, in, in school, they won't be able to quote unquote teach their kids. Um, but then, you know, I found out like, it's not so much about, you know, what I'm good at. It's just about being resourceful and resilient um, and healing from that trauma, whatever it may be, because all of us are showing up to the table with something. We come into it carrying things um, and we may not know it, but our kids have a very special way of being mirrors and highlighting those things, those areas that may be sore um, and, you know, and, or fresh and, and they, they need to be addressed. Um, so, yeah, you know, if if you're not not someone who really wants to deal with um having a different kind of mindset, an open mindset, and, and, and really realizing the potential of yourself as well as your children, because it's not just about the kids. It's really, really very much not about the kids when it comes to homeschooling, ironically. Um, yeah, you, you just really have to be ready to, to open up. And I think that that really can, um, people can really accept that when they see it more, when homeschool, the community at large is more transparent and real. Um, like, you know, every single live, somebody, some, some, my husband, my kids, somebody shows up, people come to the door, something show, And I'm just like, if I worried about that, I wouldn't do anything. You know, <laughs> if I, if I stopped, um, if, if I stopped doing lives or I stopped doing it, whatever, my business, whatever, recording, I'm, videos, all that kind of stuff. If I stopped showing up and trying it because I was afraid that they were going to show up and people were going to think it's unprofessional, and I, I never do anything. Um, but that's just about mindset. Like, look, you just got to go with the flow and get it done anyway. And I, I think homeschooling is a great avenue um, for that, not just for the kids, but for the parents and just the family in general. Absolutely. You learn to embrace um, imperfection very quickly, Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. <laughs> While homeschooling. Yeah. And uh, what does self-care look like for you? Hmm. Um, so self-care, it actually, um, there are the habits that I spoke about before. Um, some of those are specific, just like personal ones, like drinking a certain amount of water or getting a certain number of steps in a day. I have a Fitbit. So, you know, I do that. I just try to really pay attention to my mood. I laugh a lot, like laughing for me. I remember as a kid, I, I just noticed how adults just didn't laugh a lot. And I was like, oh no, that's not going to be me. Cause I love to be silly and it gets worse as I get older. And, um, that's why I do the real 
reels because I just think like laughing and just being happy and silly and funny um, is a joy. So I do a lot of that. I'm also gardening. It's gardening season here. So I was out there planting stuff this morning. Um, yeah, exercise. I've been a little bit under the weather, so I haven't done in the last week or so. But, um, you know, getting my, my exercise in and my water. I take care of myself as much as possible. Um, and then I really, for me, this creative outlet of Instagram, of YouTube, you know, of creating a course and other things, it's really part of just honoring who I am and the gifts that I can bring um, to the world. So all of it is, is self-care. I think it's, for me, it's not, you know, like taking a bath or getting my nails done. That's not really my thing. I'm more just like practical <laughs> type of stuff that I could do myself in a few minutes here or there just to make sure that I'm checking off the boxes for myself, you know, because if I, if I don't take care of me, I can't take care of anybody else. So. And if you could look back to when you started homeschooling, what is something you wish somebody had told you? So what would be like a really important piece of advice for somebody starting out with homeschooling? Um, so the one thing that I always share that I wish somebody would have told me is that I do not have to be my, my child's teacher. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, I, I talk about on Instagram as well as in my book that we are not supposed to be our children's teacher. Um, you know, a teacher, quote unquote, that we're thinking of is like a profession. You know, people are trained to do it um, and they work with d dozens, if not hundreds of thousands of kids over their career. Um, and it's a certain style of learning that I don't think is very conducive to, you know, the home environment. So if I could stress anything to anybody is that if you're a mom, dad, whoever homeschooling, um, that you just need to be yourself. You just need to show up as yourself, flaws and all, because um, no one's perfect, and just be authentic with your story and um, how you how you roll with your with your kids or whoever you know you're homeschooling. Um, it's not necessary to have these different hats. You know, I'm mom right now, I'm teacher, and you know I see a lot of that, and I, I just feel like that that is a separation from. Um, authenticity. You're, you're just mom or dad or uncle, aunt, grandma, whoever. I mean, that's enough. You don't need to do more than that. And I think if more people could see, like, you know, I always say homeschooling is an extension of parenting. You just need to show up and do your best, you know, and, and then if things don't work, you tweak and you, you be honest, apologize if you need to and move forward. So yeah, this teacher, I have to be the teacher, I think is very intimidating for people. So I think if they could set that to the side and really look at like, okay, I'm doing this mom thing. All right. You know, I'm doing this dad thing. All right. And I can just take it from there. I think people would be less stressed and less worried. Sure. And I think comparison can also be really dangerous. You have spoke, you did speak about it before, but just comparing yourself to somebody else's homeschool can be awful as well. So as soon as you find your own path, I think that's when you can really have a successful homeschool. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent uh, comparison, especially if you're looking online. Um, a lot of those, you know, curated feeds are just to sell different things, which is not a problem, um, but it's not real. So I think if you if you think you see everything coordinated and everybody's always happy and ready, you know, willing to learn no attitudes and, you know, I just don't think that is going to help you when the reality hits you of, of how how homeschooling really is, you know. So, yeah, I think people just need to take what they see as, you know, with a grain of salt 
and just dig into their experience and, and try to just be open to finding what works for them. Um, you can be inspired. I always, you know, I, I like, especially in the beginning, I like to have an idea of what was out there. Um, but when you start internalizing that and comparing yourself to that, that's where people can fall into a trap. So, um, yeah, I was just, I would just look and, and, you know, enjoy it, but then just kind of push it away and do your own thing. Sure. Or maybe even take those few things that work. So you kind of cobble together your own homeschool taken from lots of different experiences. Cause I find that sometimes things watching people, I get some, like an idea gets sparked. Then I'm like, Oh, okay. And then you, I kind of incorporate that into homeschool, not necessarily copying, but kind of taking that and adding it to the other parts of homeschool that we have. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That inspiration is absolutely right. Motivation that, that is there to help you for sure. Um, but if, I just don't want people to look at it and be like, oh, this is how I do it. You know, it's cool to try it, but I don't want people because I just see a lot of especially newbies really overwhelmed um, when it comes to what they think it's supposed to look like um, because they're not getting the full picture. It's hard to get the full picture if you're just looking at people on a screen. Um, So, yeah, absolutely. Be inspired. Take take what works and then let go of the rest. Absolutely. Um, what about advice that you could give for a working homeschool mom? What's something that's really important? I think for me, it's just, I just, I have essentials. I have, I have core things that have to be done every day. Um, I don't, I like to do them first thing in the morning, but you know, I'm, I try not to limit myself when it comes to time. And I know that's like counterintuitive to our culture because we're very much, you know, things have to be blocked off and I have to have uninterrupted time. But that's just not my reality. As you see, you know, I had this time blocked off, but kids don't care. So um, I don't get hung up on time so much as what are my priorities for me? What are my core things that I have to do every day? Um, and for me, that's probably the the best way to make sure that I'm making progress. I don't have to make huge steps every day. Um, that rarely happens, to be honest. But as long as I'm working a little bit every day, just like homeschooling, you know, the two hours a day may not seem a lot, but when you come every, you know, every week, week after week, um, you're showing up, all that adds up. So um, for me, I think just showing up as much as possible, um, is, you know, consistently, it's probably the best advice I could say. Um, you know, I, I just don't, for me, it's just unrealistic to, to really try to have these big, big aspirations every day, because uh, it's just not going to happen, and I'll be upset. Um, so yeah, just a little bit every day, um, it really adds up in the end. Yes, that's really, really great advice. I think that's good advice for kind of reaching any goal is to break it down into smaller, more manageable steps things that you can sustain, I think, because that's definitely where you see success, I believe. Yes, absolutely. All right. And finally, um, is there anything you're working on at the moment? I know you spoke about the course or um, anything else you would like to share and where can people find you online? Yes, I have a couple things going on. Um, My course is called Empower Beginnings. Um, It is a work in progress. It's one of those things I show up every day and do a little bit. 
Um, so I don't have a time frame, but it's soon, absolutely soon. So um, that will be coming out. And that kind of information can be found um, on my website is just the intuitivehomeschooler.com. Um, and the other thing that is really, really cool that I'm working on is that I'm actually the founder of an international holiday for homeschoolers. It's called World Homeschoolers Day, and it's happening next Friday, June 3rd. And it happens every, this is our second year, so every first Friday of June. And what it is, is just a day for all homeschoolers, no matter where you are on the spectrum of experience, um, to celebrate your journey, to really reflect and acknowledge and um, think about all the hard work that you as the, the parent, the facilitator is doing and all the hard work the kids are doing. So it's just a day to celebrate. And there's um, a website for it. It's worldhomeschoolersday.com um, that you can go on and, and check all that kind of stuff. Like I give examples of things to do and um, hashtags to follow. And that's probably the best place to start for that. Um, and within that, we are doing this year um, a project called So our, um, so I'm working on a project this, and actually by the time this comes out, it's going to be all pretty much done. Uh, it's called the We Are Homeschoolers Project. And uh, one of the goals of World Homeschoolers Day is to raise awareness for the diversity or of the diversity in the homeschool community. Um, the narrative is very much still, I call Little House on the Prairie style, where a lot of us are rural, white, Christian, with a lot of kids. And um, while that can be true for some homeschoolers, a lot of us are like me, uh, black, you know, secular, city-based um, homeschooler who um, didn't always see herself out there. So I wanted to create the Intuitive Homeschooler as well as this holiday as a way to raise awareness for all types of homeschoolers. So it's just going to be a video imagery and stories of actual homeschoolers all around the world. So um, that will be on the home, World Homeschoolers Day website once it's live on, on YouTube and all that. Um, yeah, and so everybody can just go to theintuitivehomeschooler.com and you can find all my social links and, and um, find me on Instagram specifically where I do all these crazy reels every day. Uh, homeschool, like in terms of around the world, what kind of countries have you, uh, have you seen? Well, you know, I haven't even looked at them yet, <laughs> but I know I've, I've seen people, um, I know some indigenous people send them in, people from Hawaii sent them in. Um, I, I know it's worldwide. I just don't know exactly where yet. I'm really excited to see uh, where people are from. Some people let me know they were doing it. So that's how I knew. But it's going to be a surprise to me too, to see where exactly, because I know for sure, just from like statistics I can see behind the scenes, as well as just talking to people you know, homeschooling is, is absolutely a global um, experience, but um, to see each other in these places and to read our words is, I think it's, it's really special, especially with what's going on in the world right now. So I'm, I'm hoping this project comes together and it works how I envision it. Um, and I hope other people can see that homeschooling is very rich and robust in, in all types of people from all types of places who homeschool for all types of reasons. So I'm excited to see how it turns out. I think it's an awesome, awesome initiative. And I'll definitely link it, obviously, in the show notes as well. And I have shared it on um, Instagram, but I will do that again. Um, but actually, somebody from South Africa, that's where I saw it first. So she shared it. And, I was, and that's where I actually found you as well, through her. So it's definitely oh, spreading <laughs> throughout the world. 
I love, yeah, I love that. Like, let this spread. I don't want anything else to spread anymore, but let them spread. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences and your advice. It's been wonderful to chat to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm glad to have been here. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Drop me a DM on Instagram or post on the Working Homeschool Mom support group over on Facebook. And let me know what resonated the most with you. It would also be great if you could rate, review and subscribe or share the podcast with a working homeschool mom who might need it. It's my mission to support as many working homeschool moms as possible. Until next time, take care 